Let's learn to praise God. Let's learn to worship God. Let's thank Him because He's faithful, because He's good, He's kind. The Lord is the Lord that proves us. He's the one that shapes us. He's the one that makes us. The Bible talks about it in Deuteronomy chapter 8. He said, He made the children of Israel to go to the wilderness for 40 years just to prove them so they could come out as gold, so they could come out as a generation that pleased the Lord. Everything we are passing through, it's a means of God to shape us into that beautiful instrument, into that beautiful tool God has, God has planned us to be. What he wants us to be, he said he has an expected end. I need to worship God because everything we are going through right now, the aches, the happiness, the joy, the sadness, the things that are that are that they are looking like trials, that look like temptations, everything, everything will work together for good. Let's mean to worship God because God in his faithfulness will bring us forth as gold. Let's thank him because God will make us to shine brighter than the sun. Let's begin to worship God. Let's thank him. Let's glorify the name of the Lord because he is faithful, because he is good. Let's thank him because we do not live by bread alone. We do not live by our strength alone. We cannot even live by the knowledge, you know, academic knowledge or this other knowledge that we would think we have. It is not by knowledge. It is not by power. But it is by the Spirit of the Lord. Let's begin to worship God. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Let's thank Him because His word is our backbone. Sometimes that everything in this life will seem as if it has is crashing down, and um, the economy is not favorable, and everything is just you know. But we remember the word of God, and like Abraham, the word of God against hope makes us to believe in hope. Let's begin to worship God because He has given us life in His word. We do not just hear the word of God and it just falls to the ground like that. No, it generates and it, you know, it germinates faith in us. It makes us to have life. And that is why we are here in LTT today to hear the word of God again, to hear the word of God again and be revived and be, and be made and be quickened in our spirit. Let's mean to worship God. Let's mean to thank God. Because God's word is going to come to us today and revive every everything that is that is that is falling away, everything that is dying out. God is going to revive it. He's going to worship God because God is going to send His word, even to make us wise. The Bible says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the souls. Souls are going to be converted through this particular word coming to us today. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple Lord. We thank you because today you're going to give us wisdom, wisdom that can only come from the Father. He said, The status of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Every sadness is going to be gone out of our lives. Every sadness is going away in the name of Jesus. We're going to worship God because the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Every darkened um, area of our spirituality is going to be enlightened today. Begin to 
thank God because God is going to enlighten you. You've been asking questions. Oh God, what about this? What about that? What is what is what do you mean in this verse? God is going to enlighten our eyes today. Begin to worship God because the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Let's begin to worship God because God is going to through His word shape us today. Let's worship Him. Let's thank Him. Let's glorify Him. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you are with me, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let me hear our voices. Amen, amen. So, let's close our eyes for prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for another session with you. I thank you because it's another Let's Talk Truth program. Another time for your truth to come forth and you know to to watch us and to make us clean and to make us free the bible says we shall know the truth and the truth shall make us free father lord i thank you because it's another friday in your presence lord i pray that as we start this meeting today you you start with us in the name of jesus i pray that your presence will be so much great in this place everyone will feel it everyone will experience it in the name of jesus you encounter every life even today in the name of jesus as we go into the session of worship mighty jehovah i pray that you be with us and you 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 know you give us the holy spirit so that we can worship you in truth and in spirit in jesus name in jesus name i have prayed um i'm let, let me i'm handing over now to sister lydia our if it is worship leader, um, Ma, you can lead us in worship now. Praise God, please can you hear me? Yes, Ma, we can hear you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please, wherever we are, can we just start to worship God? Where we are, can we just start to praise his name for all that he has done for us? For God is good and his mercy endureth forever. Father, we worship you. Just say some sweet things to God, just call him some sweet names, just worship him in your whole way. I believe somebody is doing that now. Father, we worship you. Father, we adore you. Hallelujah. We worship you. Can we just take this song together? We give you all the glory. We give you all we give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you, we give you all the glory. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. We give you honor. Give you all the glory. If I let the glory go, go, if I 
Can you sing that song from the bottom of your heart? You are the God of heaven and the earth. I want us to take that song solemnly for the last time. But there's no one like him. You are the God of heaven and in Jesus' mighty name, we are worshipped. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I welcome every one of us to today's um, meeting. And I know that as the Lord has been blessing us in time past, He is yet again to bless us today. He's, he's going to bless us much more today because the Lord said His faithfulness are new every morning. So if He was faithful to have blessed us last week, He's more faithful to do what? To bless us this week. <laughs> so if you believe that, praise the Lord. And my people have muted their mic, so I want to recognize, um, okay, we don't have any new, except, okay, let me just say it. Uh, please, do we have any person joining us for the first time in this meeting today? Like, if this is the first time you're joining, let's talk truth meeting. Um, can you signify? Does anybody have someone there by his side or, you know, last week we were told that we should invite people in our present location, our physical location to join online. So um, does anybody have anybody joining for the first time? Okay, so that means this is a challenge for us. Everybody should go back and go and get somebody, <laughs> a neighbor next um, next week, I will be expecting that each of us, I think we are we are six here right now, okay, that each of us will be having a neighbor What um, next week. Next week, I'm expecting that when I say, um, is there any, when the moderator says, is there, is there any person joining for the first time, you say, ah, I have somebody beside me here joining for the first time. So I hope that um, that will be what our experience next week. And I pray that God will give us the grace to be able to achieve that in Jesus' name. Um, quickly, let me just go to the purpose of gathering. The reason why we gather like this every week is because ETT is a Christian apologetics organization. ETT does this program every week because it is um, a Christian apologetics organization. And Christian apologetics is what is defending the truth, giving a difference 
to the um to the truth of Jesus, to the love and truth of Jesus. Like we are to you know um not just not just to love with our with our just knowledge. No, we want to love with our mind. We want to love God with our minds. We want to love God with the truth, knowing the truth, using the tool of history and reason to do what to provide a defense for Christianity. And so um our goal in entity is to express this defense to convince non-christians and to strengthen the believer more in the faith we are not just having this gathering just for gathering sake we're not just you know just meeting for having a meeting sake no but because we want to convince the non-christians that lord our lord jesus christ loves them and is real and also to strengthen the believer more in the faith as usual these meetings are um known uh, should i say popular <laughs> For the uh, for its um, you know open question and answer forum, you have the chance, you have your privilege to ask any of your questions, all of your questions. In fact, you can ask um, question based on the subject discourse or any of the questions that has been disturbing you some, for some time. So this platform gives you that privilege to ask your questions. So I'm going to um, drop a post now on the chat um, on the discussion page so that. We can start dropping our questions now and i pray that as we do that the lord will give us his responses to the questions in jesus name so we're going straight up now to the subject discourse remember that there is always a prayer ministration by the minister um caleb Oladejo, at the end of the subject discourse at the end of the meeting in general so please do well to wait for that prayer administration so right now um let's go for the subject discourse i want to join me in welcoming Caleb boladejo is a christian apologist and god has been using him so much in doing what in revealing his mind to um to to this generation you know to this generation so let us welcome him to the podium you are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Allow more time for us to watch it and so 
soak ourselves in the reality of the presence of God. Please go ahead. Take the worship leader, go ahead. I will take more time to worship and praise the Lord. We will enjoy more of God's presence before we go into the next question. Yes, sir. We can hear you. Okay, I want the worship leader to please go on as we do more time to worship. I don't know if you speak on it. I think she's not connected. Let me get it to us. We'll wait for her. He's been in the mood of worship, to worship God, to God. We want to give more time for worship as we, in, as we travel in the pure reality of God's mighty presence. Uh, it's always a question as we worship God together as a student. This exercise station is come for blessing. That is exactly what we are here to do in Jesus' name. Please be in the mode of worship. Worship God. Still in that mood of worship. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy, Jehovah. You are worthy to be glorified. You are worthy. Thank you. 
this just came along the line. The mass assimilation was being um, was on the way. Jeremiah chapter six, sorry, chapter five, verse thirty-one. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end of it? I want to just give a warning to probably someone here. I don't know, maybe, maybe the warning is even for the generation of youth and, and all of us together. Uh, the Lord wants me to tell someone here to be very careful of preachers who tell you what you want to hear. Bible says the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests bear rule by their means by what they want and my people God's people love to have it so in a bid to please the audience many ministers are tweaked and adjusted mutilated the word of God and they do that because that is what the people want to hear and as ministers, they don't have the lever. I don't need to use that word. They don't have the courage to stand right and speak the word of God because that is what the people want. People want them to be biased. People want them to be lied. People, I mean, to lie. People want them to tell lies. People want them to be deceitful. And so they are deceitful because of the audience. And. Uh, that has been the, the idea behind many churches to go. And I want to warn you, my listeners, those who listen to ET2, so let's talk truth. Do not be carried away by preachers who preach what their audience want to hear. Because heaven will take account only the truth. The truth is what will set you free, not what you want to hear. What you want to hear may not be the truth, except if you love the truth. If you love the truth, then that's fine. But whether you don't, whether you love the truth or you don't love the truth, the truth is what will set you free. The desire of God, the, the standard of heaven, is still holiness, without which no man shall get to heaven. If anybody tells you anything otherwise, he's lying to you. He's not Jesus. The man, he is not the one that will determine eternal life. He can determine admission to his church, not admission to heaven. The owner of heaven, Jesus, says, "Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord." If there is any aspect of the life, I am giving you this word the way the Lord gave it to me. Please, I mean, me. don't be angry. You see, if there is any aspect of your life that is not in conformity to God's holy word. You better adjust it. So heaven will not lower their standard because of you. Heaven will not lower their standard because of one million people. Heaven did not lower his standard at the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. Not destroy the whole place. And it is harshies. And the rubbles are still there till today. Fire and brimstone. I want to plead with you, do not be carried away. 
do not be carried away by teachers, false apostles, false teachers, false pastors, false whatever name they may be, who tell you it is okay to continue in one lifestyle that God does not approve. Go through the Bible yourself and search. There is a particular lifestyle that is common today, that is invoked today. That lifestyle that is invoked today, and I am saying this by God's authority, by this, by the Spirit of God's authority. The Lord told me a few days ago, He said, I hate that lifestyle. And I'm going to tell you what lifestyle it is. The Lord told, the Lord was like, He said, I, I, I consider them as immoral. And I'm saying this by divine authority. Anybody who is not yet married to a woman or a male and they live with that person as couples, the Lord said to me that they hate it. Now, if you know someone who does that and thunder has not come from heaven to strike them, it doesn't mean that it is right. God is only giving the person time because when God's judgment will come, he will not hear begging. And I want to plead with you in your personal life, look at your life. Look, the word of God is bigger than me who is speaking it. The word of God is bigger than a G.O. or the church. And so, if a G.O. gives a license to do something and God says, I don't want it. That thing will land anybody who does it in hell. If the word of God says, I hate something, and a man somewhere, because he has title, or because he's someone, something, whatever he is, he approves of that thing. Look, that man will not be the one to determine eternal life. If you can hear me say amen. 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 Thank you very much. That man, a pastor, Amen. that brother, a friend of yours, is not the one that will determine it in our lives. Look, when it comes to obedience to God's word, you will have to be blunt. You have to humbly decline offers, please. I will land you in, you know, being, a, you know, being angry with God. The Bible says, the prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means. And my people love to hear it so. My people love it the way it is. And like I mentioned, that is just, by the way, the Lord just, um, let me use the word, um, the Lord, um, you know, boycotted my, my word today and wanted me to first of all give you that before I go into the message of the subject discussed. I pray that the Lord will give us wisdom and understanding in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And look, to condemn you. Nobody is talking about you. It's not about you. I'm just giving what the Lord has given me to, to deliver. And that is engaging the truth team. We will, we will give you the word of God so that you can get to heaven, so that you can please God, so that God can be pleased with you, so that you can see his face in the hand of your life. 
And it, just, it doesn't matter whether the word is not convenient for me or for anybody. The word of God is the word of God. And when he says it, that is final. The Lord give us wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. I go on to the subject discourse of today. Uh, and that is little clouds, great rain. And on that subject, what the Lord wants me to talk about today is concerning little faith and great miracles. Little clouds, great rain. I read it from First Kings chapter 18. If you have the Bibles on your phone, you can open. If you have it physical, you can also open. First Kings 18, I read a text from verse 43. And said to his servant, Elijah said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And Elijah said to him, Go again seven times. And it came to pass that at the The servant said to Elijah, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud. And the servant said to Elijah, Behold, there arise a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And Elijah said to the servant, Go and say to Ahab, Prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. I pray for you, in the name of Jesus, before the end of this month, God will give you a miracle that will make you happy in the name of Jesus. Amen. I also pray for you that God will make for you a miracle that will prevent you from further stress in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you can hear me, say amen. 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 God bless you. It is very important for us to note these things. I read from verse 45, and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Hail rode and went to Jezreel. Little clouds, great rain. You see, the focus of today's part two of this topic is concerning little faith. It is in God's mercy that he allows man to be as simple as we can in worship. 
Let me take it again so that you can get it. It is in God's mercy, or let me put it like this so it can be more simple. In God's mercy, he has allowed man to be simple in worship. You see, God did not give us cumbersome laws, terrible laws. For instance, if you want to start a business, you are required to have a certain startup capital before you can start that business. If you want to build a house, for instance, you need to have an architect to do the, 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 you know, the structural design. You need a builder that will help you in putting the architect's design into building. You also need all the services. You need a plumber. You need an electrician. You need the job of, you need to employ several services before you can build your house. If you will go to school, you need a lot of services. You need the, the, the transport man that will help you. You need the teacher. You need the librarian. You need the grocery people that will help you so that you won't starve. But when it comes to prayer, God only requires little faith. Look, I've come to understand that sometimes we mistake big miracles as a product of great faith. Let me take it again. Sometimes as human beings, we, we mistake great miracles. When we see something great miracle, we think, wow, this person must have exercised a great faith. No, sometimes it is not like that. Sometimes what it took for a great miracle is just a little faith, a little perseverance in prayers, a little hope, a little faith in God can bring the miracle that you want. Let me give you an example of a little faith. Jesus was on the boat with the disciples. They were traveling. They wanted to go to Gadara, to the other side. And there was storm in the boat and water was already entering. And you know, for anybody who is a sailor, once water begins to enter the boat, you know that the next thing is sinking. And they were distressed, and behold, Jesus was asleep in the boat. Peter, little faith, you know, they were all afraid. Look, what Peter said was not even a prayer. Did you notice it? Peter did not say, Jesus, please help us. That would have been a prayer. Peter did not even say, Jesus, we trust you. We love you. You are our Lord and Master. Oh, that would have been a great faith. Peter said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Do you not mean what he's saying? Peter is saying, Jesus, are you blind? Can't you see that we need your help? <laughs> and the Master of the Universe is there. Peter was trying to say by extension, Jesus, do we need to come to you to pray before you know that we need a miracle now? And Jesus still honored that little faith. And what did we see happen? A great miracle followed. Look, the love of God does not need a great faith before miracle can happen in your life. Just a little trust. A little faith 
And I want you to hang in there because God is still in the business of performing miracles. And I rejoiced because I am looking into the spirit and I see miracles, miracles coming your way in the name of Jesus. God is still in the business of surprising people and embarrassing them with miracles that are bundles, that come in bundles. And I'm telling you this, you don't need to go and buy your, your, your faith. You don't need a big amount of money to access the faith that God wants to do the miracle. You don't need to go and borrow someone else's faith like many people do. You don't need to do that. In fact, there were people that came to Jesus and Jesus would tell them, do you believe I can do this? And they will say, I believe, but help my unbelief. Did, did you notice that some people came to Jesus and they were like, I believe, oh, but you know, <laughs> a part of me has some doubt. And so Jesus helped my unbelief. Little faith. And they still got their miracles. And God wants me to tell you today, all he needs from you is just a little faith. Little step of faith. Little faith in God's possibilities. Little hope. Little faith that God will come for you. Come, it will come through for you. Little faith in the word that he has spoken to you. Little faith in the lifestyle he has asked you to live because he is a God of process. Little faith in his goodness. The happenings around us sometimes make us feel that God doesn't care, but he cares. And I mean it, he really cares. Little faith in his care. Even if you will be angry, don't be angry outside God. Even if you want to give up, don't give up outside God. Give up in God that I give up to God. You know, somebody says, in a world that you can be anything, choose to be kind. Did you get that part? In a world that you can be anything, you can be bad, you can, be, you can hate people, you can, be, you, you can be wicked, you can also be good. So in a world that you can give up, give up on, give up into God, give up into, you know, what does it mean when you give up? Okay, I resigned. This thing, there's no other way for me to do it. So I, you know, whenever you give up, you are stopping a particular, you know, focus and putting your focus on something else. And I'm telling you this, instead of you to give up against God, and then change your focus to something else, something lesser than God. Why don't you give up on something that is lesser than God and focus on God and resign to God and uh, turn yourself to become a God-sick person, a God-obsessed person. Little faith is all that God wants you to exercise and he will perform that miracle. I've given you the example of Peter. The question he asked Jesus was not a prayer. It was in fact an insult. Carest thou not that will perish? You know, do you talk to your father like that? 
Do you talk to your dad and say, Daddy, don't you care if I starve to death? <laughs> we don't talk like that to our parents. We don't go to our parents and say, don't you care whether they send me out of school <laughs> so you might give me school fees. No. We tell, we know, we, we, we appreciate them and then we appeal them. We, we plead with them to please help us so that, you know, they could, we, could be, we could enjoy. That's what we do. But Peter did that to Jesus. But because he did it to Jesus, not against Jesus, and Jesus is full of love. Did you notice that Jesus did not rebuke Peter? Jesus did not turn to Peter and say, Peter, are you talking to me like that? I am the Alpha and the Omega. <laughs> I am your Lord and personal Savior. I called you to this Jesus, Jesus ministry. How dare you talk to me like that? No. If Jesus did not condemn Peter, if I call all the names that are here, Jesus will not condemn you. Jesus would not look at you and say, you don't even know how to pray. Your faith is so little. No! Jesus will never do that. As long as you focus on him, you turn to him, no matter how tough it is, he will not in any wise cast out. That is what his word says. He said, if any man comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Lord, I pray that you will help every one of us here that our faith will grow stronger in you not against you and i pray that as we spend time to pray after this session i pray that every request that your people will ask today you will grant them mercy answers in the grant. name of jesus your mercy will attend to every request in jesus name thank you father for in jesus name of prayed amen amen mm. Thank you very much, sir. It was really um, an insight, um, a lightning session. So we go straight to our question and answer. Um, I trust that the Lord, even through the teaching, has answered some of our questions. But does anyone still want to ask, you know, questions relating to this subject discourse or um, any other topic at all? Do we have questions in the house? Mm. If you have questions, just signify. You can unmute your mic and ask your questions. Um, I'm not seeing anyone signifying. No. Do we have questions? Mr. Joey, do you have questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So would I would I take that as nobody has questions? Do we have questions? Anyone? I can see someone joining us now. Um about the little um clouds great rain. Um okay, let me just give a few more minutes. Okay, since no one asked um, a question, I kind of have a question. Um, so I'm talking about, um, you know, interpretation of the test, like the scriptures. Let's say, um, so are you listening to me? 
Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, let's say, you know, there's this, there are a lot of things going on these days, like people just picking the scriptures, of course, interpreting it. I don't know. They will say they would interpret it the way they interpreted it. And it will kind of make sense. Like, oh, if you look at it the way they are saying it, if you listen to them, be like, yes, yeah, this is what, this is what this is saying. No. Um, but it's, it's, how would I put it now? Like, it's not, it's not looking <laughs> like what the spirit interpret it as. But in that context, in that test, that is what is looking like. So I don't know. My question is, how does I know that the, the scripture does not um the scripture can never be broken. The scripture does not contradict each other. But there are some places in the scriptures that it looks as if um this place for for example, let's say um the the doctrine of predestination. There are some texts that really kind of points to that that yes, they are, God has predestined some people. Why there are some other um, scriptural verses that says God wants everybody to be saved and all those. So, like, how do we reconcile those tests, like, general with the general theme of the scriptures? That's my question. Okay. Um, thank you. I'm glad that you gave an example. I'm glad that you gave an example. Uh, I will love was to do a little check and go to the verse that talks about predestination together. That's the scriptures. I'm also setting mind. I want to find the exact text and read to you. So please, if you find it before I do, please tell me this, the, 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 um, the passage. All right, so let me, let me just check. Thank you. Okay. I know it's among the little of Paul. Yes. Uh, so if you find it before me, please, you could bring it forward okay. and let us all go there. Okay, so um, Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Romans chapter okay, 8, let's all open verse 29. Okay, you are saying the whole chapter talks about predestination, right? Yes, especially starting from like the little hand of it. Romans okay, chapter I know the earlier part of Romans chapter 8 talks about no condemnation, you know, mm. talking about carnality and separation. So let's go there. So please, can you read the verse that you actually want to point to that is confusing? Okay. okay. Um, confusing, maybe not. Okay. Um, Romans chapter 8 from verse 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose for whom he did for for no he did he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren verse 30 moreover whom he did predestinate them he also called and whom he called them he also justified and whom he justified them he also glorified Okay. Thank you very much. Um, praise God. I actually wanted a specific verse that is causing the amendment to use. Don't just manage the words I use. Maybe if I say controversy, it's causing the controversy so that we can address that verse. Because 
we can't put that question at random. Now, first, let me explain that the concept of predestination, I don't know why Paul has seen it as a problem. I don't know why. To me, uh, and I think this is also the position of the Lord, that why would you think the problem out of the statement that Paul said? Like, I'm trying to imagine, you only need this verse if you want to justify that somebody can go to hell and somebody must go to heaven. Which Bible does not take. Like, are you getting what I'm saying, Ayo? Sir, come again. Like, there is no reason. I don't see a need for this verse to be held up high and emphasized except somebody wants to justify that some people are made for heaven and some people are made for hell. Exactly. Exactly. So that's my point. So that what is the collaboration about predestination? Okay, Paul mentioned it, and so what? <laughs> Paul mentioned other things. Paul mentioned grace. Paul mentioned carnality and spirituality. Paul mentioned the gifts. Why not emphasize on that? Now, I started answering from that perspective because I, I want to prove to you I want to let you understand that people respect the authority of God's word. And when they want to justify their wrongs, they also do for God's word to back it up. Now, what this place is simply saying is this. That God has foreknowledge. In whom he did foreknow, he also preordained. And those that God preordains, he called them. Now, I don't see anything here that justifies that the reason somebody is a sinner is because God wants them to be a sinner. Because there is no verse in the scripture that says, thou shalt commit sin because the Lord thy God has predestinated you to commit sin. I don't see that in the scripture. So I don't understand why we are, you know, we need a verse to, you know, like to certify or prove that some people are in hell because God wants them to be in hell. And some are in heaven because God wants them to be in heaven. Because if that is the case, then why did the Bible say in, 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 um, in, in the last parts of the Gospels, they should go to the, to the old one and preach, and he that is converted, he that believes, is justified. And so there is one point I want us to understand. Uh, first, let me clarify this thing. Predestination of God is a prerogative of the divine. God can choose, not like you can choose. <laughs> Praise God. The same way you have a choice of clothes and color that you like, God can choose. His mercy can choose and say, This person is not going to go to hell. Now, will you blame God's toys? In you know, you want would you blame God's choice and take it as an excuse for people to commit sin when at the other chance God also gives liberty for everybody to choose and to do what they want to do? Are you getting my point? Please, God gives liberty for everybody, and in God's mercy, He goes out of the out of out of, out of His way again and determines some people that okay, this one I'm going to make sure that you 
will not go to hell. But the other person that goes to hell, it is not God that told him to go to hell. <laughs> what about their choices? Are we getting my, my point? Yes, sir. The facts that God predestined. And I wanted to follow. Please follow through the letters of Paul. The immediately Paul, the, exactly what I'm saying now is what Paul also mentioned. Immediately Paul mentioned predestination. What does he follow it? God's law. That's in verse 31. In verse 31, what shall we say then to this thing? If God be for us, all of us, if God be for us, who can be against us? He spared, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him for us all. So what is the what is the excuse? Paul mentioned predestination because yes, God preordains. Because it is in God's prerogative, just the way God is holy, God is perfect, God is you know pure, the same way God has the power to choose. The way you have power to choose. But his choice does not overrule his general law. We know how these things work. We, even we as human beings, even we, for instance, maybe you are a teacher, and there is a particular person that is brilliant, and you like the person. You just like the child, the little, you know, child for being brilliant and being smart and being, you know, fast. But does it mean you hate the other children as a teacher? No. You love all of them, you teach all of them. But you just like this person because of what they are. Maybe they are always prompt in submission assignments, they are always, you know, fast in doing their things. They are never late. You love them because of that. Does it mean because you love that child, you know, does it mean you hate the other people? Can we answer, please? Does it mean because a teacher likes a particular student, he hates every other student? No, sir. I don't think so. So, the same way, the fact that God in his choice, in his power, in his, in his liberty, God is free. Not the way you're free. He allows you to be free. And he's free too. He can also choose and say, okay, I love Israel. Like the land of Israel. I love the Jews. But the fact that God loves Israel, does he mean he hates Nigerians and he hates those in the United States and China? No. He loves Israel because of the covenant of, of Abraham. And so he loves them. And he's not denying he loves them. Special love for them. But it doesn't mean, okay, the people that are saying God loves now, God predestined them. Look at what Israel has passed through. The hardship that, it, that that land of Israel has passed through. Many countries in this world have not passed through half of it. Yet we say God predestined them. And so, the fact that God has predestination, I'm dealing with that subject because I don't want you to go with that mindset with it, that God predestined some people and then they are the ones that will get to heaven. No, sir. You, you read it now. The next two verses after that place, he says, He does not spare his son, but delivered him for us all. Everybody has access to Jesus. How shall he not with him also give us all things? He gave him to all of us, and he can give everything to us. And so, please, uh, don't allow the interpretation that people give the scriptures, especially when you notice that they're trying to justify sin. 
when all they attempt to justify their own wrong. You know, there's a minister that because they are in a particular addiction, and they've tried to break out of that addiction and just is not going, they turn it into a lifestyle. And so they preach it as a norm. They preach that thing as a normal lifestyle. So that's not those are not people, those, those are people that corrupt the word of God. That will call them the people that corrupt God's word. The preacher has a responsibility. Even if he has an addiction that he has not broken from, and God tells him to preach against that thing, he will preach against it. Those are true preachers. People that they believe that when they are on the pulpit and when they are preaching like this, like I'm doing now, the Holy Ghost can take anything out of their mouth. Even if it is against them and they want to go and pray and you know develop in their lives. Do you understand now, Ayo? Yes, sir. So that, that's the perspective. Predestination is a choice of God. It does not overrule the general love of God for everybody. I will stop there for now. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. It, was, it has really cleared, um, cleared a lot of doubt. Thank you. Um, so uh, does anyone still have questions before we move on to the prayer ministrations? Does anyone have questions? Okay. In absence of any question, let's begin to um, pray. Let's close our eyes and begin to pray. As the minister comes to, um, you know, minister to us in prayers, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to worship God for the session we've had tonight. Let's thank God for how He has encouraged us to have little faith. Let's just begin to pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are coming to the conclusion of little clouds, great rain. I want you to confess to God. Do you really have a big faith or your faith is small? I want you to tell God, Lord, I don't have great faith. I just have a little faith. And I want you to pray from your heart. Lord, you needed only the little cloud for the great rain at the time of Elijah to come to pass. Oh Lord, help my little faith and use it, God, to bring great rain into my life. Pray like that. Pray like that. And say, Lord, help my little faith. Use my little faith. We're already praying. If you're joining, we're already, we're, we're already praying. We're already praying. I've seen your hand, Joy. Don't worry. I will attend to your question or to your, to your point. But we'll finish the, the prayer first. Pray and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I bring my. I bring my little faith before you. Use my little faith, O oh God. Walk with my little faith, O oh Lord, and use it to bring great rain, great rain into my life. Lord, I don't have big faith. Are you praying like that? I'm praying already, and I want you to join me like that and pray. And say, Lord, you used the little faith of Peter. You used the little faith of the people you perform miracles on. You use the little faith, you use the little cloud 
to bring great rain at the time of Elijah. Use my little faith, O oh God, to bring great rain to my life. I have learned that your love only needs my little faith. Lord, based on that, your word says, if I have faith as little as the grain of mustard seed, I will command this mountain to move from here to yonder place, and it will obey me according to that scripture. Prelator, are you praying? According to that scripture. What is the mountain there? Command the mountain. In the name of Jesus, you mountain of sickness, move to yonder place. God bless you, Supreme. I told you it is, it is little faith. We are not proud people who gallivant around based on the great faith they have. No, we are humble people. We don't need all of that. God, Jesus Christ says, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, mustard seed is so small. He said, you will command mountain, command the mountain, command the elf challenge to move out of you. God bless you. Pray like that. Join me to pray like that. Don't worry. We will all see miracles. Everyone, everyone praying right now will be recipients of God's miracle in their lives. By the power of the word of God, I exercise my little faith and I command mountain, get out of my way. I don't know when, if you're in a place that you can pray, you know, that you can talk, unmute your mic, and we want to hear you talk. Let's join or serve. Bible says, My house shall be called the house of prayer. God bless you as you're praying. Don't worry, we have some more time. Command it in the name of Jesus, by the authority of the name of Jesus. That little faith of yours will move mountains. Lord, I command the mountain of else challenge. Maybe you're praying for someone, you're trusting God for someone. Move out of the body of that person. Oh, little faith, great clouds. You know, little, little, little clouds, great rain, little faith, great miracles for you. In the name of Jesus, and I pray for you in your work. Little effort, great results. Name of Jesus, little idea, great manifestation. Jesus, little little money in your hand, the Lord will multiply it and turn it to money, turn it to much, turn it to enough and abundance in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you can hear me, please say amen. 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 Okay. I want you to say after me. Oh God in heaven. Oh God in heaven. Say it very well with, with assurance in your heart as we bring the prayer to close. Oh God in heaven. Oh God in heaven. You brought great rain. You brought great rain. You brought great rain. You brought great rain through the little clouds. Through the little clouds. Bring great miracles into my life. Bring great miracles through into my little my, faith. Through my little faith. Say it again. Oh God in heaven. Oh God in heaven. You brought great rain. You brought great rain. Through little cloud. Through little cloud. Bring great miracles to my life. 
Through my little faith. Lord, I pray, no matter how big what your people have asked today, no matter how mighty it is, I ask, Lord, through their little faith, in the name of Jesus, I agree with their faith, and therefore, we trust you together. Lord, do it for them. That great miracle they've asked, that great rain that they've asked, Lord, let them see the manifestation, the performance of massive, great rains in their lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' name we prayed. The Lord said he has done it. Amen. We will see Amen. great, massive rains in our lives in Jesus' name. Joy, you were raising your hand. Our time is fast spent, but I want to allow you to, to, to um, impute. Maybe you it have a question. A mistake, sir. No, sir, it was a mistake. Okay. Sorry, please, what did you say? Oh, it was a mistake, sir. Oh, okay. Praise God, then. Moderator, please, over because to you. Because I was not hearing very well, so I was trying to... Oh, 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 no problem then. All right. Praise God, everyone. Hallelujah. Yes, so if you are blessed in today's session, praise the Lord. Shout a big hallelujah. 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 Bless us in Jesus' name. Personally, I got something a promise of god god said to the minister he said if god is going to bless us he's going to bless us with a blessing that will make us happy yeah i i, I can't remember exactly how he said it but he's going to give us something that's going to make us happy even before the end of this month and that is why i want to challenge all of us to have little faith concerning that promise and continue to look to god and say god remember he said you're going to bless you just give me something that will make me happy before the end of this month. And I believe that testimonies will start rolling in the name of Jesus. And when those testimonies come, please feel free to do what? To share them with us on the um, on the Telegram channel. Just feel free to share it with us. You can click on any post and comment on there so that, you know, because some people say, ah, I don't know how to shout on this group page. There's not, I can't shout. There's no problem. Just where, wherever you see, leave a comment. You can click on it and, you know, see what you want to say. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Um, So I'm going to give some announcements. ETT Digest is a magazine, um, a, a publication of, um, engaging the truth team is a Christian magazine and filled with so much values and virtues. You don't want to miss it, miss out of it. So it is out for the July edition. It's still on sales. In fact, those um, July, June, and May, May editions, they are still on sale. You can click on our website um, to, to get access to it so that you can be directed to, to the link you used to buy or you can just directly click on the link as I'll drop it in the um, chat after this program. And I also want to invite everyone to ETT Global Intercession. We do um, 
this um, how would I put it? Every last Friday of the month, every last Friday, which this month is falling on the 29th, the 29th of this month, uh, by 2 p.m. Believers across the world are to come together to pray. We are connecting at the same time with the Spirit of the Lord to intercede for souls. So it is called global intercession. Why? Because different believers, different people across the world are coming together to pray. And I want to believe that if anyone, like I said in one of the sessions with God, if you are a born again Christian, you've benefited from the blood of Christ. You also have to carry the burden of Christ, which is the burden for souls. So I'm inviting everyone that last Friday is not that's next week Friday now. There's not going to be LTT meeting, but there's going to be global intercession. So it's going to happen for those that are in Ife, it's going to be live in Ife. For those that are not, we can connect on Telegram. This okay, no, not the same Telegram. I'm going to drop the, the link also to that particular Telegram channel so that you can join in and pray. You pray for your people for your family members for yourself and intercede for nations the lord will bless us as we attend these programs in jesus name so we've come to the end of today's meeting we've come to the end of today's meeting um lord bless us and the lord um increase us in jesus name sister lillian our usual pattern song please <laughs> Let's take the song together. We are here, Father, Father. We are joined with the Son. We are children. Family, we are one more time. We are bless you god bless us i'll be expecting your testimonies though some people are already sharing testimonies so i'll be expecting your testimonies testimonies all right now see you at the global intercession everybody bye 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 that you need that's gone <laughs> bye bye <laughs>